Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We made it. It's opening week for the NHL. Flyers play on Thursday. Let's talk about the projections right now. This is the Orange and Back Check Podcast with Bill Kornfeld and Scott Weinhardt. It is episode 159 of Orange and Back Check, and we have an official opening night roster. Some surprise names on there. Some surprise names go through waivers and go unclaimed. And an extra goalie on the roster. Scott, what's going on? Are you that extra goalie? No, obviously not. I mean, they would be, they would, <laughs> if you're looking to tank, sign me. Okay. Because yeah. right now, like for even my men's league, I'm having an awful, awful, awful season. I mean, I have a goals against average hovering around seven. No lie. My save percentage is respectable for that number at like 820. But uh, yeah, I've just been playing like dog shit. So if they're looking, any team looking to tank at the, the, Fina, at the Arizona Coyotes want to sign me, I, I am available. I am available. They, I'm, I will tank you by Christmas time. That's for sure. It, it's it's very rare over the last like two seasons, maybe maybe more of last season when uh, they always had that. You always had that feel good, like emergency goalie representative when like weird industry industry uh injuries would happen and they would be like oh yeah this guy like there was a guy from the temple ice league or the temple uh club team that yeah. played a couple years back like did you ever have that moment where you went to a game and you're like you know maybe they'll know and they'll point at me and go, uh <laughs> no and I, thank god they never did man i mean I, they they would have to take away the two stanley cups they want if they ever want to put me on the ice with that <laughs> I will say this, that the emergency, there's a lot of controversy with that emergency goalie thing. Yeah, I mean, it's why it's like, never used anymore. Yeah, I mean, like, the the big one was Scott uh, Scott Foster in Chicago. That was the, really the first one that we really saw. And he played, like, 10 minutes of the third period and made a couple really good saves. Um, and then, the, really, the second one was David Ayers with uh, Carolina and um, having a play against Toronto. And Carolina won that game. Like, and, they, and the thing is, like, they, they were – they were losing at one point. They came back to win that game and only allowed like two shots in the third period or something like that. Something ridiculous. But I mean, I, I, I hate to say it. I love the story. Yeah. I mean, there's been talk with like, you know, adding an emergency third goalie and having one available to come in. So you don't have that situation again. But man, the story is really cool. Because if you go back and look at the story of like Scott Foster or the story of David Ayers who was the Zamboni driver. Those are just neat, feel good stories. These are guys who, you know are realizing a dream. And I think it happened last year with um, Edmonton as well. They, they brought in one, a kid for, uh, for just a couple minutes of a game. And I, I respect the hell out of it. Not going to lie. I really respect the hell out of it when, when that happens. It's, you're realizing your dream at that point. Uh, you're muted, Bill. I was having Technical a coughing difficulties. Fit. That's what happens. I was having a coughing season. fit, and I did not want to <laughs> douse our audience in, in my coughing. But um, Damn allergies. speaking of tanking, as you were saying, uh, a, a team, I mean, everyone around the league is putting the T word along this Flyers team, or at least some verbiage of that, where it's kind of like they've accepted who they are. They're in a rebuild mode. They know what they are, and they just got to project themselves as such. I was looking on our sponsor, DraftKings, earlier today. Uh, as always, use promo code hashtag THPN when signing up uh, to get your $200 in free bets for just betting $5. Um, 
They had the Flyers at 75 and a half points, which is a half a point over the projected or from last this most recent season. And then they announced their opening night roster and I'm reading through it. And, you know, like I, I don't know if it's your optimism running off on me. I was looking at it. I was like, this is an 80 point team at the, the floor. I think this really is an 80 point team at the floor. 84, 85 is at the, at the height of it. This team might not be as bad as everyone says. I, I really, it's. Whoa, whoa. Hold, hold, hold on, Bill. I, I didn't want to make sure that I heard you right there correctly. Could you just repeat that statement for me, please? I don't think this team is as bad as everyone says they are. I you think know, there is look whether that is a good or bad thing remains to be seen because I think what happened a couple of years back was there was this sense of where this team stood in terms of uh, skill over the rest of the league and they overanalyzed they very overvalued the the talent on their team and it blew up square in their face obviously after the the bubble season. I look at this team, and you have, as even Tort said it most of the time last year, taking it down to the studs, taking it down to the to the to the to the floor, and just building yourself up. There's a base here. The question marks are the players that are returning for the first season under Torts, namely Coots, namely Atkinson, that are the biggest question marks. How good are they? coming off a, a back and neck surgery, respectively, to contribute. Because I think that, like, already Coots is expected to be the top-line centerman. And that's expected. That Or that's not that's not a surprise. But is he in game shape? We all talk about game shape. Is it is it a real thing? And it obviously is. We, there's a difference between fit and NHL fit. And the question is, is Coots ready for this uh, on Thursday night against Columbus for 82 games? A grueling 82-game season. Better be. Better be. Because what happens to this team happens that goes along with Sean Couturier. Because you have your top center back. And I've been saying for two years now since Sean Couturier's out, you you need two good centers. You developed a good center in um, – I'm sorry, his name uh, – Noah Cates. Mm-hmm. You have you know you have Morgan Frost back at center now. Um, now you have Sean Couturier as your top guy, and Sean Couturier's Sean Couturier. He's going to play 200 feet. He's going to play a style that Patrice Bergeron did. He's going to score. He's going to play defensively. You know, he's your top center on your power play. He's everything. So, you go back to your point about 80 points, and you know, I, Bill, I have to be honest. I appreciate your optimism of, of saying 75 is you know over under for that. It's a betting line. I get it. 80 points. I still think is is still not high enough for this team. I really don't. Really, okay. I think this team gets closer to eighty seven and, and push ninety. And so here's you, why. Yeah, and, go ahead. And I Sorry. look at the stats. Well, I look at the standings at the end of last season. What team had the lowest points and got into the playoffs? Florida. Florida got in yeah. with ninety two points. Yeah, ninety two points. So you're saying that you roughly need ninety points to get in the playoffs. I mean, I think about it. I mean, the Sabers had ninety one, and the Predators had ninety two, and the Flames had ninety three, and none of those teams got in the playoffs. My point is, is that I still think that this team is is good enough where they're going to be pushing for that ninety point threshold by the end of the season. I think if this team misses the playoffs this season, they're going to do it with like eighty seven, eighty eight points. They're going to miss it by a game or two. And you know, I look back and it's because you talk about year two under John Tortorella, you're getting two impactful players back. You're getting Sean Couturier back. You're getting Cam Atkinson back. You have Morgan Frost who stepped up last year. You're going to see the development of um, how. Uh, Noah Cates was really a, a, a really a, a stepping stone, really a, a good developing season for him for the center role. You have Scott Lawton probably going to be playing on the wing. And, and here's here's how it really works out. Think about this for a second when you kind of look at the, the roster and who's going to be on it. You know, there you have Joel Farabee as your top winger alongside with like Bobby Brink. Like Bobby Brink is going to play that top line to start. I mean, you know, guys kind of go up and down throughout the, their, their first year, full season in the league. But that means you have Tippett and you have Atkinson on your second line. And you have no, you have Travis Konechny on your third line. I mean, talk about the matchups that you're going to get that are better. I mean, it's just you have a good roster construction here. I'm not saying that this team is going to win the Stanley Cup. 
but they're not even close to being a Stanley Cup defender, especially on the back end, because there's a lot of question marks there. But this team has taken a step in the right direction. And as I've mentioned before in previous podcasts, if you look at John Tortorella's second season here, and it's, it's season from when he's ever coached, let's take out of the let's take out of uh, uh, even Tampa. The that team has either made the playoffs, and, and, and that team has made the playoffs and made a significant jump forward. So that's the Tortorella effect. The fact that you have a good roster construction and balance here, and you have grit on that fourth line, especially with Ryan Poling and and uh, Nick Delorier and, and and Garnet Hathaway, which I think is going to be the most underrated signing, and people are going to notice that Garnet Hathaway is a huge signing for this club. That fourth line is going to be rocking and rolling, grinding teams out. I'm telling you, man. I just I really think that the expectations for this team are probably too low for the for a lot of people. If you're thinking tanking, you are not paying attention. You have not been paying attention. And you know what? Kind of glad you're not because it also will surprise you. I don't know. Like there, the part of me thinks they're better on paper than what is actually presented to us. But then the way the organization talks is they know what they have. They know they have to be better. They know they're not. Uh, built to compete against the the Vegas's of the world, the Carolinas of the world or anything like that. And I think it's blatantly evident. Like they're opening up against the Columbus Blue Jackets, who were another bottom feeder team last season, expected to like they they are not expected to be good, just like the Flyers are. Like this false sense of hope, even the Canucks on the 17th on the home opener, like they're meh. Like, they're middle of the road, bottom tier. Like, I don't know. Like, this team, I could easily see, like, a very false sense of security in these wins. And you're thinking, as a fan base, oh, yeah, they're better than we think. But then when they're playing against real talent like the Carolina that they're going to do multiple times this year, even Pittsburgh. I know we're talking about Pittsburgh in the offseason about how they are – Getting older, their average age is, I don't know, 37, 36. Like, it's crazy. Right. Like, they're, they're very old. They're an old roster. They're an old yeah. roster. But they're still better than the Flyers. You're talking about two Hall of Famers, three Hall yeah. of Famers. So, fair enough. Again, I don't, the, the worst case scenario, truly, the worst case scenario is the playoffs this year because then it establishes a false sense of skill that this team has. Like, if you stumble into the playoffs somehow and stumble in the terms of, like you just clear what you're talking about, 90 points, 91 points. Not like what they had a couple of years back, years ago, when um, they were on fire for the entire season and then they went like, uh, had a ridiculous 20-game stretch where they felt like they won like seven, eight games, tied a couple or uh, overtime loss in a couple, and they just stumbled in the playoffs and got bounced in the first or second round. I don't think it was 2016. It was a couple of years before that. But I digress. That kind of stumble is known and like you know what that can happen like you know the skills there this stumble gives you a false sense of security and you're like back in 2020 2021 era where you're like maybe we have something here and you really don't like the end of it you still need to go for that high draft pick like you're gonna get a high draft pick actually you're a lottery i don't agree i i don't agree because here's why you can look at connor mcdavid as a great example of that because connor mcdavid and leander connor mcdavid obviously considered a generational talent i mean look at that Austin Matthews first overall pick, you know, Leon dry said, I don't think he was first overall, but he was really high up there. What have they done? What have they done? Does this tanking really help you? Like it, it doesn't because Toronto tanked for a long time. They were bad and they have a lot of top end talent on that roster. Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, William Nylander, but you know what? And Morgan Riley, but the rest of the roster construction isn't that great because you have so much money tied up in those top pick guys that you don't want to blow up your core. I mean, the Toronto Maple Leafs are the 76ers of the high NHL. And, and, and that's exactly what it is. You know, you try to acquire guys, you try to get guys, and you just can't get out of that 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 funk. I, I, I believe, and I truly believe this, hockey is like, you know, I say football is the ultimate team sport. It probably is. It really is. Because you need 11 guys doing the same song and dance, coordinated to be able to move that ball downfield. Hockey, to me, is a, is is a little bit more of an ultimate team sport because you need to do that at three times the speed at a mm-hmm. game that doesn't stop. You're constantly moving. You're constantly flowing. You're co- I believe that really that with this team, the way they're set up is that they are going to surprise a lot of people. 
And I know people don't want to hear that. They want to hear about tanking, but think about it this way. Okay. Let, let, let's, I'll try to compare a little bit here. Let's think about like the Phillies in 2021. You know, they missed the playoffs by a couple of games. You know, they have Bryce Harper on their roster. They have JT Real Muto. They have good pitching in, uh, in Aaron Nola. They have Zach, they have Zach Wheeler at that point. And they just need added pieces. And they added pieces like Kyle Schwarber and Nick Castellanos. And they wound up bringing up guys like Alec Bohm, younger guys, and, and Bryson Stott. And now this year it's, you know, getting a guy like Christian Pache and, and you have, you know, Rohan Johas, uh, Johan Rojas. You, you, you build around those foundational pieces and you add to it. And you already, you already had the, you already had the core of a good club and then you added pieces. And now you're, you're, you go to the world series last year. You're threatening this year. And nobody, nobody expected them to go to the world series last year. Nobody did. And now the expectations are high and they should expect to get back. The same thing is with this, this flyers team. You're going to talk about a team here that's probably going to surprise a lot of people at how competitive and how good they are because they're going to be a well-coached group that's giving its youth an opportunity to develop and, and, and get better. And then you add in Matt Vey Michkov probably a year or two from now to that skill set. I mean, you're setting yourself up already for success. So the the the, the tank method, I I don't I don't think it works. To be not. clear, I don't think they I I, I know they said the, the the verb around the league is tanking. I think they're rebuilding, but a strategic rebuild where they are competitive. I think they will be a middle of the pack team pushing for a playoff spot potentially, probably more just kind of lingering and not really competing for one. But I wouldn't be shocked if they're pushing for one in uh, in January February. But, 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 but it's not, they're not going to be, um, like, uh, I don't know who's like, um, Columbus is not going to be good again. Chicago is not going to be good. They, they have the bright pieces. They have Connor Bedard's of the world. That's the fun part for Chicago. That's what they have drawn. But Connor Bedard is one player who, again, like you said, is on a team sport that is constantly moving. He can only play. 22 minutes, 23 minutes at most throughout a 60 course, a 60 minute game. That's a third of the game. Like that's not even, that's barely a full period that we expect him. And that's on the heavy side of his utilization. I don't think they are going to be that bad. And that's not a bad thing, but that's also not a, um, uh, Edmonton situation that you, your example of who this team got what it was it three four straight first overall picks and missed on all of them except Connor Bedard and Leon Dreisaitl whenever he was picked there you're not always taking taking the Neil Yakupovs of the world like everyone knows that like Neil Yakupov was a bust obviously yes very big but a huge bust but the Flyers yes they know that they have something in place but they have to continue expanding on it you can't push all in too early. Otherwise you get a situation like you got in 2020. And that's what they're trying to avoid because you can wait a year or two for, to, for Mishkov. Yeah. But I, again, three. again, you know, look at the sporting news. Look at the predictions. Like everybody's predicting the fires are going to finish dead last in the Metro. ESPN had him. Yep. The, yep. ESPN had him 29 jackets. I just, and I get it. I, I get it. I mean, look at from what they did last season and they added guys like Mark Stahl. They added guys like Garnet Hathaway. They added guys like Ryan Poling. They go out last year and they add a guy like Nick Delore. They spent a lot of money on him. They add Garnet Hathaway. They add, you know, Ryan Poling. They add grit on their fourth line. And, and Mark Stahl, you know, if you've heard my hot take, you know what I think about Mark Stahl. But, like, I don't think that when people make these, if people are making these types of predictions, and they're just saying dead last. Because oh, they were bad last year, and look what they did in the offseason. They didn't add anybody. They have a lot of youth on the roster. Well, next time I checked, it's a, it's a young man's game. I mean, how many guys do you see over 35 in the league nowadays? Not many. Really, not many. I mean, and you got to be really good to, or longevity. You have longevity in this league anymore. It's not a it's not a veteran league like it used to be 30, 25, 30 years ago, or even 20, or even, even really 15 years ago. It's not a veteran league. It is a young man's game. You have young players will really make the difference. And it's really key that, yeah, I can see why people are picking to be last, 
but I don't think you're looking at the intangibles. If you're making these predictions, I'm sorry, some of these people are just taking this way too easy. I mean, yeah, I think I the don't easy, think the, yeah, I think the easy way is to just say the Flyers will suck and they'll take. Oh, they'll, it's so easy. Yeah, but they're wrong. That's they're, the easy they're way. Flat out. out wrong. If you tell me the Flyers are not better than the Blue Jackets, no, the Flyers are better. You tell me they're not better than the Capitals, no, they're not better than the. They're better than the Capitals. They are better than the Capitals. The Capitals are an aging roster. The Penguins. The Penguins are probably going to push for a wild card spot. Are they better than the Islanders? No, the Islanders have more talent and they're 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 a better cohesive unit. But the thing is, the the Islanders are going to be a competitive team. The Flyers are right there with the Islanders. They're going to be battling back and forth for a wild card spot. Are you better than the Rangers? I, look, I think the Rangers struck iron no, last I, year. I, I, I mean, I, the year before. I just I don't I don't think the Rangers are as good as people think. The class of the division is really Carolina and and, and the and the Devils. Devils, the Devils yeah. are a really good team. They're, they're having a really good team again. But you have question marks and goal because that you don't have anything solid. You have Akira Schmid, but you're going to his first full season with that. But anyway, I digress. But, you know, my point is, is that it, you can't just write them off that easily. There's a lot of good things going here. And again, if you're not local, you're not paying attention. I can see why people are doing it, but that doesn't mean they're right. You know, these so-called experts are never right. You know, Buffalo's an up-and-coming team. Buffalo's probably going to make the playoffs this year. You know, who's, who's, taking the, who's taking the step back? Boston? I can see that. You yeah. know, Boston taking a step back. So, those are things I'm talking about. The Lightning could take a step back. You know, the Red Wings could take a step up. You know, th- there's a lot that's happening here, and I, I get it. There's a lot of it, and the teams are getting better. But just to discount the Flyers out completely, it's just, it's just, it's, I'm sorry, that's it's baseless. You're, you're not paying attention. Yeah, uh, we'll get into the surprise moves that we saw for the uh, opening night rosters, including one player that I was not surprised that he was put on waivers. But first, this episode, as always, is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook and the Hockey Podcast Network. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week, starting Thursday, and score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game this October. You can look at any of these games coming up this weekend. Philadelphia, New York, up in New York, 425 on Sunday. That line moved, I believe it opened at six and a half. It's already moved up to seven. I think that's a good indicator of what this team is. I think Philadelphia figured itself out. I would take the points at plus, what was it? It was plus, excuse me. Minus seven at minus 108. Those are good odds. I would take it. Get in on the game. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in free bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for your problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort KS, licensed partner Golden Nuggets, Lake Charles, LA, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. I will say I put a little bit of coin on over 75 and a half points for the Flyers. Ooh. I th- it, it was nice odds. It was at plus 100, like even odds yeah. to potentially yeah. be half a point better than you were last season. I'll take that any day of the week. Yeah. It, it, it just, it, 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 I'll make some money. I'll be happy if the Flyers are a little bit better than I anticipated. All they need is 76 points and then you can lose the rest of the games. I don't care. Do it all in between now and February. I don't think that, you know, like, and here's why, Bill. I know I mentioned a little while ago, I talked about it a couple episodes back or probably earlier in the summer. And I'll just reference it here real quick before we get in the roster. You know, look at look at the history of John Tortorella. I mean, that's a safe bet to take. And, and here's why. Like, for instance, I'm not. So let's let's start back at the Tampa. I'll be really quick with this. So he coached uh, 43 games in 2000, 2001. 
and they finished with uh, you know uh, he had twenty he had twenty eight points. They went twelve and twenty seven. You got to go really a full season here. First full season, 27, 40, and 11. This is back in ties. 69 points, third place, okay? 2002, 2003, 36, 25, 16, 93 points. That is a 24-point differential. That's impressive. So, let's look at the Rangers. Rangers, he took over uh, early in 2009, 21 games, okay? They lost in the first round. The second year was the 2009-2010 season where they were battling with the Flyers. 87 points, okay? And the Flyers got in the playoffs with one more point than them. So 88 points, I believe it was. So uh, 38-33. 2010-2011. Didn't have to worry about it. Six. They got six more points than they did the year before, 93. Then they went up the year after that, 11-12, to 109. So in two seasons, you went from 87 to 109. That's a 22-point differential. Okay? Penguins just scored, by the way, in Connor Bedard's debut. It's one off of Pittsburgh. Um, Second, and then let's have a look at Columbus. 15-16, 75 games he coached. He got an early, but yet again, you, you can't establish it for that. But at the same time, he had 76, point, he had 76 points when he coached that team. 16-17, 108 points. A 32 points. Yeah, the pedigree's there. Yeah, the, I, I'm not – no one's – I don't think many people are disagreeing with – well – I, I think there is a stigma around Tortorella. I have I have expressed my doubts around Tortorella. I've even said if you miss miss my hot take, go back and listen to that about Tortorella. Mm-hmm. I I don't think people doubt Tortorella. I don't think I think people's problem with Tortorella is he's not the right fit for this team right now. In the sense of they kind of want to lose, whether they want to admit it or not. Again, about this rebuild is. In a part about losing. Torts is not a loser. He wants to win night in and night out. If I, I don't agree with them saying that uh, oh. ESPN calling the Flyers the 29th worst team in the league. I don't agree with that. But I do agree that their worst case scenario is Torts getting them too many wins. How is that a worst case scenario? Because, again, I, it goes I back to my... Get, I don't get I it. I know. Because you're, it, it goes back to the 2020 scenario. They won and had a false sense of accomplishment or skill base for that roster. I don't think there is enough proven players on this team to say we can make a push for the playoffs while also rebuilding the franchise. You have to pick a lane. Uh, no, that's nonsense. That is. What do you mean it's nonsense? nonsense. It's two because different avenues. Did you talk about doing it the right way? You're talking about rebuilding the right way. Yes. You know how you rebuild the right way? You draft well and you develop your. And talent. they are. They've already. So they, that's what I'm saying. Why, why are you worried about? Why do you want them to lose games? That means the talent that they have isn't worth it and extends it worse. I'm saying you there's want too many to question games. marks around this roster. I uh, on defense, yes, maybe yes. not on offense. I know there's a huge question mark on your first line. You have no idea what you have in Coots. I don't. I know he oh says that he feels good. God. The back he has not played since December of twenty one. Man, it does not matter. You what do you mean it doesn't matter? It's a back injury. Okay, and if he the plays, back industry in, 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 industry the the the, the, the back industry the military <laughs> back corporation <laughs> is a very big question mark, especially in a grueling sport like hockey. Imagine what people were doing. Uh, like, like it's just, it is a legitimate concern that he has had two back surgeries in the span of less than two years, technically, and is now coming back on the ice for the first time since December of 21. That is a major concern. No one's doubting that Coots has a ton of talent. What people are doubting is his durability. I... Ex- Okay, 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 okay. I, I'm I'm gonna let you have that because I'm gonna start yelling, and I don't feel like yelling. <laughs> I really don't yell. All right, but but his, his durability. It is. It's absolutely a question, but I digress. One player. No, 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 no. Because no, no. I can go I'm into call the, you this out is on your bullshit. Good time transition. I'm gonna call you out on your bullshit. Okay. All right. Let's look at his durability. Okay. Why don't we go through his frigging career, Bill? Huh? December twenty one. To October of 23. Okay. 
He didn't play last year. I understand that. Okay? Didn't play the he year before for the most part. That it held him out with that. I get it, but let's look through his career. His rookie season. No, 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 wait. They didn't hold no, him no, out no, no, just no, no, because no, no, they no. were being cautious. No. They no. held him out because they mismanaged it and had to send him to another surgery. Surgery. Yes. surgery. But they also he had an opportunity where he was cleared to play before the season ended and they kept him out. So he wouldn't Which come back and play. Which you didn't agree with. And I didn't agree with it. I still don't agree with it, but I get it. So here, that's not the point. The point I'm trying to make is this. It's very, very simple, Bill. Okay? My point is this. Let's look back at his durability. If you're going to question Sean Couturier's durability, you better know what the hell you're talking about because in 2011-12, 70, 77 games. Out of what? 82 that season? 12-13. 2012-2013. 46 games. Oh, good. We're how going many, back 10 years. Oh, plus. yeah. How many How many games did he play? How many games were in that season, Bill? In 48, because it was a lockout season, okay? 13-14, 14-15, how many did he play? He played all 82 games. 15-16, okay, maybe you can question a little bit. 63 games. 16-17, 66 games. 17-18, 82 games. 18-19, 80 games. 19-20, played 69 games. Oh, what happened that season? A friggin' pandemic, okay? 20-21, 45 games. He still played 45 games. Out okay? of? I, don't, I, I have to double check because that was also a shortened season, don't forget. So don't forget that. 2022, played 29 games. 21-22, he still played almost a third of the quarter of the season before he had the back injury and then missed all of last season. So And a majority of 21-22. You can yeah. say a third. A third is still... He missed 66% of the games, games remaining. He still played about 30 of them, which is gets you right up to around the holiday time, around Christmas time. Yeah, December so 21. Played, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So he still played. And at that point, the season was lost anyway, so there was no reason for it. So they were screwed out of the – they were screwed anyway. But my point is is that you can't question his durability when he's shown he's had durability. You cannot. Like, I understand if you're we concerned can continue about the back injury. Con fans can continue to question his durability right now. Until he steps on the ice Thursday, and honestly, probably beyond, because he's not going to be in game shape. No. We don't know how good he's going to be. Yes, he's been playing in the preseason, but the preseason in the NHL is like my dating life in middle school. It didn't exist. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so, like, it, like this idea that Sean Couture is going to come out game one and put up Selkie-like performances is asinine. I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying that Couturier is an uh, unreliable player. He's not. He's very, very skilled. There's a reason he's always in the Selkie conversation. He's a Selkie def winner and beyond. The issue is this guy has not played in almost two years. And a, a whole season and a quarter and a, and a whole season and two-thirds of a season. It is a major question mark. You also, again, to my point and my hesitations around Tortorella, you don't know what he's going to be feeling about a guy like Couturier 25 games in, 50 games in, 37 games in, whatever the number, because he has a knack for finding out who are, who are and who are not his guys. Just go back to last season. And very quickly, be reminded of Kevin Hayes. Not saying Kevin Hayes deserves to be here, but it was very quickly evident that he was called out by Tortorella and not his guy. Honestly, and now I'm transitioning because I'm tired of this, Wade Allison is not a torts guy because as he delicately puts it, he's always injured. Is he wrong? No, he's not wrong. He's absolutely not wrong. But it's the way... He rubs off on players that causes problems and causes attitude issues because Torts, I'm going to say it, Torts thinks he's a winner. How many cups has this guy won, Scott? One. Okay. And when was that? And I'm bringing up bad memories for the fucking, Don't. this fucking Flyers team, but I'm going to do it for the point of the argument. He brought it up against Tampa in 04 and it's been almost 20 years Scott it's actually been 20 seasons 20 seasons and he hasn't won dick since we overrate Tortorella 
And that is the problem. No, I, I listen, you're entitled to your opinion, but I'm telling you, your opinion friggin' sucks. All right. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. You can have an opinion kind of like these right wing MAGA. Is it not? Twitter, is it not possible? You're right. Is it not possible we overvalue players on this team and oh, 100%, coaches? 100%. 100%. I will not okay, disagree with you on so that. So why are we so infatuated that Tortorella is the guy to oversee this well, rebuild? Well, let, 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 me, let me pitch this. You want to talk about durability. You know, you can't use Sean Couturier when you have Wade Allison. Wade Allison has legitimate durability issues. John Tortorella, let's, let's go back and... Let's look at his stats once again. So, I know you, you, you said it. He has a good success in the second season. How does he go from seasons three to five? Because I don't think he's lasted at one place more than five seasons. Well, then you don't pay attention. So because he's played, he, it was, Tampa's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven seasons. And okay. let's see. Uh, he went to one, two, three, four, four playoff series, uh, four playoffs with a Stanley Cup. Uh, the Rangers, one, two, three, four, five seasons, okay? And four out of those five seasons, he made the playoffs. The How one far did he get? He, uh, conference he, final. Conference final appearance. Conference okay. final, highest he went in, in 2011-2012 when okay. they lost so the game six. To the five Cubs. seasons, didn't win anything, still only the one Stanley Cup. Okay, doesn't matter. Still getting to the playoffs. He's getting he's getting the team there, okay? Point differential. Okay, so Columbus, one, two, three, four, five, six and a half. Yeah, six seasons. Five and a half, five and a half, six seasons. Yeah, six five. seasons. Yeah. yeah, roughly roughly six full seasons. Okay. Four out of six seasons. Two first round losses, a second round loss, and a first round loss. Oh, that, and, that, that's on, not success. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. All of them. All of them. All of them to the eventual uh, Stanley Cup. Oh, you know, do not give me that fucking oh. argument. No. If, well, at least we lost to the eventual Stanley Cup champions look at look fuck at your argument no, fuck that that no it's it's true and, and that's what Columbus, but that's I can't not a legitimate you cannot tell me that is a serious thing you look at my face you're telling look me at my face you're telling me that when the, if the phillies lose to the atlanta braves or the arizona diamondbacks let's just let's expand it out to that point you are going to be saying in two seasons or even the minute after well at least they lost to the Braves, who won the World Series. No, or it's at worse. least they lost to the Diamondbacks, no, who won worse. the World Series. What's wrong with pointing out a fact, Bill? All I'm doing is pointing out It's not out a fact. that it's a fact. It's the fact that you think that lends credibility to that team. That I, it doesn't words lend credibility to courts that he lost. Did they come out of my goddamn mouth? No. Did they come out of they, they don't put words in my goddamn mouth. But That's it what sounds I'm like, it, it, but like it, it sounded, it's interpreted. All I'm saying is that I'm looking at this saying, oh, these teams either went to the final or they won the Stanley Cup. Great. I mean, it's Good just a for fact. him. All I'm making a point is a fact. You're not overvaluing a coach. But, that, that, but I don't Over- need that to be a fact in this presented argument, is what I'm saying. I don't need to. I'm just pointing out a fact. Like, the, okay, they great. lost the Pittsburgh. So they won the lost, Cup. They so lost to Washington. Had this five and a half cup. seasons in Columbus and said, you know what? We didn't get past the second round, but we lost to Pittsburgh, who went on to win the cup. Or we lost to X. Is a fact. I'm just But that fact. doesn't mean anything. It's a fact, but it it's a fact that doesn't need to be presented in the argument that I am trying to present. You're that trying is to present an argument that Tortorella is overrated when he his is. point differential from seasons one to season two tell the Great. exact opposite story. Again, that he makes that improvements to these teams. Great. And in the playoffs, and then it's it the luck of the draw. It's oh, the luck of the draw. Yeah, oh, no. Okay. It is 100% Eventually, the luck of the draw. To, to some extent, yes. But that oh, is not oh, oh, the end oh, of all the All of a sudden, some extent now. All of a sudden, some extent. You're telling me Vegas was a luck of the draw? Vegas was the best team there was. Yes, exactly. Look at Florida. Look at Florida. They beat out, it's the, Florida. The, the Florida doesn't team. count. Florida's a, Florida's a not Oh, don't team. give me that bullshit. <laughs> now you're just trying to piss me off. That's all you're trying to do. I know how to push the buttons. No, oh. but I think it's a real legitimate concern. I, Going I, back I, to a guy that hates to lose, that's fine. I like a competitor, but in the grand scheme of the overall vision for this team – might not be the best coach in this locker room right now. I think players are bought in. Don't disagree. Don't don't misinterpret what I'm trying to say. I think players are bought into this system because players, unlike executives and fans, do not ha- have that competitive or sorry, have that competitive edge and they do not like to lose. But executives and fans understand that at some points 
you do have to lose for the quote unquote greater good. I hate that phrase, but whatever. Like that's what came to my mind. Uh, It's a very dumb phrase. No. Torts is a guy that I think we overvalue as a coach, as an executive, as just a general, as a general general for this franchise. I think he is massively overrated. Truly. I think he is massively, massively overrated by uh, the NHL community and just the sports world as a whole. You know what? Because he's only won once. I will rephrase it once again. You're entitled to your opinion, but your opinion sucks. Let me ask you this. A couple years back, Tampa Bay had one of the greatest seasons ever. Mm -hmm. They got bounced in the first round. Mm Mm-hmm. By Anyone who? remember by by who Columbus Columbus yeah and who was the coach Pro, t- probably Torts uh, it was was Torts. it his second it season probably it was his it was the it's apparently the second season is all that matters it was the eighteen nineteen season no I never said it was the second season I'm talking about the difference of how well sure. the teams improved uh, I don't it was the, it was I his, get what you're saying third yeah. it was his, I get what you're it saying. was the eighteen nineteen season but no one remembers that the only people. That remember President's Trophy winners that are bounced in the first round or the second round or third that don't win the cup are the losers in Washington that have the banner up in their rafters at the what is it the Capital One Arena that say whatever year that they won uh, the President's Trophy. That's the only reason. No one cares about anything in the NHL team wise except the team that lifts the cup at the end of the year. You can be as successful as you can be. President's trophy don't matter. The only thing that matters oh. is the Stanley Cup. So you're saying, okay, so I think I'm, I think I'm going to, okay, I, I, I digress. Okay, I, I want to take a step back here and kind of apologize a little bit. I, I get your point. So you're saying that only one team every year can win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Holy shit. I. Yeah, I know. You know what? What have I been Huge watching revelation. the last 30 years yeah. of my life? What are we twiddling our thumbs and watching? I What's the point no of watching? I had no idea yeah. that the only thing that mattered at the end of the day was the Stanley Cup. And I'll tell you what, it, that's nuts to me. I, I just never <laughs> thought of it from that perspective is that only so one team it, can hand because up that, get the trophy. Yes, because if it does, then if you're one of the other 31 teams that do not lift the cup, you have to ask yourself, how do I get there? And for the Flyers of their current state to get there, they have to surround themselves with more talent. You have mm. no idea. We can speculate that Mishkov is going to come in two or three years. On a great scenario, he'll come in one. But I don't trust Russia. And I've made that perfectly clear in our post-draft podcast. <laughs> I don't anticipate him for another two or three seasons. He's like the new Dario. If you remember uh, Dario Sarge uh, for the Sixers. Uh, yes, yes, yes. He was not anticipated to come over for X amount of years. Mm-hmm. He showed up a little early and everyone was freaking out about it. It was great. Me, I anticipate me. that something of a similar sentiment here with Mishkov. You don't know when he's going to come. He's tearing He's tearing up the KHL. He's playing great. Not, not disagreeing. It'll be awesome to have him. But I don't. I cannot rely on him to be here in two or three years. So if that's the case, you need more talent. And the only way to get more talent right now in the current state is to not be good. You can try and draw free agents, but you're not. You're kind of strapped for cash. You have to be bad. So between 75 and 80 points is their sweet spot right now. They'll get a top 10 pick, top 15, and they'll call it a year. Because this is where we are as a franchise. And Jonesy and Briere know that. Bill, you have taken me to a place that never thought I'd be with this team as, as negative as you put it. But when you say it like that, it's just that I, I I have to say this. You're entitled to your opinion, but it fucking sucks. <laughs> Is it suck? Does it suck? Or do you hate that this might be true? No, your opinion sucks. I don't think it's true at all. Listen, I, and I, I know where you're coming from. I get it. it. Prove it to me. You're probably what every fan is thinking of. 
Yes. Every every fan out there saying, I'm not believing this shit until they prove it to me. I don't blame you one bit. You're a prove it. But the problem is that the prove it's not for a couple of years, probably. I, I don't unless they I get hot. Unless they that. get hot like the you that you think they're going to be. I don't think they're going to get hot. I think they're going to be a good hockey team. And I think there's a yeah. difference. I think Florida was a good hockey team that got hot, which is why it got to the final. Okay. I also think a team like um, that, that uh, the, the 2019 Blues, they were a team that were a good team. Then they got hot at the right time and really went through the second half of the season and won the Stanley Cup out of it. You need a little bit of luck. You need, a, you need skill and you need luck. And listen, I, there, there's nothing that this team has shown me because they haven't played a game yet. The preseason was, to me, I look at it and say it's pretty encouraging. There, There's no reason for me to believe that this team should not be an improvement over last season. There's no reason this team should not be pushing for a playoff spot because in an 82-game season, you win games, you drop games. You just, there, there's the opportunity is there for the taking. No matter what, Every season is a clean slate, unless you're deliberately tanking like a team like Arizona or like a Buffalo Dove, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anaheim or a team like, you know, San Jose or Buffalo was six or seven years ago where you legitimately don't have the horses to pull the cart. I don't think that's the case here in Philadelphia. I think you got the horses. I think you just got to get them moving in the right direction. And that's just my opinion. And I, that, and I mean, Torts is trying to get him in the right direction, and he says he has the right locker room in in, in this season compared to last. And we again, talked about undervalued, that last. Undervalued. Yeah. If you're not in it, you don't get it. And I, I understand why people would be concerned about this team, and people don't have confidence in stuff like that. But listen, you're not going to agree with this next statement, but I'm just going to leave it at that. You have a guy here who has proven time and time and again that he can take teams and he can approve them. Yes, I'm sorry, Bill. Uh, he's only had the one Stanley Cup. I'm sorry, that's not good enough for you. And we can't go get a Joel Quenville, or we can't go get a you know, despite everything that happened with him, we can't get a Glenn Sather, we can't get a Scotty Bowman. But for crying out loud, Peter Laviolette won a cup too. Bob Hartley won a Stanley Cup. Dan Bilesma won a friggin' Stanley Cup. All right, so Randy Carlisle's won a Stanley Cup. Barry Trotz won a Stanley Cup. Shit happens. <laughs> Like, it can happen. <laughs> the luck of the draw. Back yeah, to the point. That's what I'm saying. So, like, look, they're not winning the Stanley Cup this year. But I'm telling you, we're in for one of the most exciting seasons in Flyers history because of all the stuff that's led up in the offseason. We're going to be in one of the more of the exciting seasons because now it's like, you know what? They have the world in front of them. They have the great opportunity to start fresh from here. with a new locker room. We knew everything. And... They have an opportunity here, and I, I think they're going to cash in on it. To close out, what I have to ask is we haven't really said it all offseason, and obviously we haven't. I've said it pertaining to a particular player. But when do we first hear the phrase on Twitter or X, whatever the hell it's called at this point, or in the public setting, when do we hear we're just two or three years away this season? Because <laughs> we hear it a lot. We've been here two or three years away for the better part of a decade. I think I have been saying that for a decade. <laughs> yeah, everyone has. So when do we hear I, it for the I, first I'll time in 23, I'll 24? I, I'll say I, November I the 15th. the 14 team showed me a lot. Like, for instance, like I thought the 13, 14 team with Steve Mason and goal. And we, you sure. know, they, they, I, I really thought the way that team battled back and the way that I really thought the next year, if they made the right moves, they would be in a better place. And they really took a step back. Ever since there, it's been kind of like you, you've been in you've been in kind of purgatory. You haven't gotten past that mid-level whatever. I don't think this team is two or three years away from contending from a Stanley Cup. I do not. I do think they're a little further out than that. Uh, honestly, I think this team – I mean, look at – and here's an example why. Look at Carolina. I yeah. mean, Carolina is a great example. Carolina can't even sniff the final. I mean, they just they they have the most skill. Everything. The Devils will probably wind up doing the same thing. I, you know, but you, this team is not a perennial Stanley Cup contender. I do think they will push for a playoff spot, but I do think they're a little further. Or more like, I don't see them contending for like going in preseason contending for a Stanley Cup for about probably three or four years. Yeah, it just because. 
And again, it, the reason why I say that is because you need to take those steps. First of all, they need to learn how to win a game, in the, how to win at the NHL level in the regular season. They need to learn how to get into the playoffs and fight for that and learn that playoff atmosphere. Some teams can get in there and do it, but the next year come out and get booed in the first round. If they get back, they're good again. You have to consistently be able to win rounds in the playoffs and get through it and find a way. And, and I think that that is a deeper lesson. That's why you see teams go back consistently. You see like Vegas constantly go to the conference final. You see Tampa going, always going deep into the playoffs. You need to learn how to lose a little bit before you learn how to win. And I think that that's some of these, some of the things, the lessons they have to go through, they have to go through that before they can become a perennial Stanley Cup contender where you're looking at this team in the preseason saying that's the best team in hockey right there. They're going to have a really hard time. Teams are going to have a really hard time getting through them in the playoffs. Yeah. And they're not there yet. They're not even close to that yet. That's uh, when you're talking rebuild. You're talking a rebuild for that. Regular season, this team can get into the playoffs. Uh, fire off real quick. Uh, prediction. Who's the first goal scorer for the Philadelphia Flyers in 23-24 this season? Ooh, that's a great question. All right. First goals I'm going to say this year, I'm going to go Owen Tippett. I'm yeah. I'm gonna say Owen Tippett. I just have a feeling that it, 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 for whatever reason Tippett's gonna get the first one of the season. TK taking connection. Yeah, yeah, I like it. That would have been like you said, my number two. Because like you said, he's on that third line, which is a weird, probably a weird spot for him because he's usually second, sometimes first. Uh, he's gonna take a matchup advantage, I think, and and sneak one in. Uh, yep. particularly on Thursday night against Columbus. That is gonna yep. do it. Thank you so much for listening. Episode one fifty nine of Orange and Backcheck. Enjoy the season, folks. I mean, honestly, I know we just had a heated debate about the 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 direction of this team or direction of this coach is providing for this team. It's going to be an interesting season, to say the least. I'm going to enjoy it as best I can. That's all I can say. Make sure you sign up and follow us along. We are going to be on Hockey Podcast Network's YouTube page on the 17th, one week from tonight, the day of this recording, for the Canucks Flyers, 7 p.m., Make sure you join us on YouTube.com, Hockey Podcast Network. Join us there. Can't wait to hear from you. And as always, go Flyers. Remember, Bill, you're entitled to your opinion. But it sucks. <laughs> <laughs>